our Father's house, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Odie. I want you to go to, to the book of Matthew, first of all. Let's see. Matthew chapter 13. And then we're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 4. And then we're going to go to the book of Hosea, the prophet, chapter 10. I have a word from the Lord. It's a word from, from the Lord, and it's, it's, I feel that it's for all of us, me included. First of all, let's read... Let's read from Matthew chapter 13 and verse 3. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. First of all, let me point something out to you. So often we we look at the scriptures and specifically the parables and many, many times we think that all of these scriptures, the parables and other things that Christ spoke are in relation to the world to the unsaved, if you will. But can I tell you that more times than not, Christ was speaking to the church. Example, do you understand and, 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 and understand that, that, that Christ, when, when, he's, when, when the Holy Spirit convicts a person of their sin and they're an unsaved person and, you know, and it's, Christ is standing at the door and knocking, and y'all, every, everyone has seen that photograph where Christ is standing on the outside of the door knocking, and there's no door knob on the outside. We've all seen that, right? And it's up to us to open the door to let him in. But you understand that that scripture was written to a church. One of the seven churches of Asia that John saw the revelation he received in the book of Revelation and one of them says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Hmm. It's interesting that, that Christ would have to knock on the door of his own church, right? But let me know there's a lot of churches. And, uh, amen? And it's, it's growing at a rapid pace that they don't really want Jesus. They want just religion. So, I said that to say this, this parable that I'm going to read to you is to the church. He spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and they sprung up because they had no, they had no deepness of earth. They had no depth. 
And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they dried up. God help us not to dry up. God help us to have some root, help us to take root. Amen. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. Anybody ever done any gardening? But others fell into good ground. Somebody say good ground. Say it again. Say good ground. You should underline that in your Bible. Good ground. Keep Remember that thought. Say it one more time. Good ground. And brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, and some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, if we skip over to verse 18. Okay, hold that thought. We're not going to read that just yet. Go to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 4. Jeremiah 4, verse 3. Jeremiah 4 and verse 3. For thus says the Lord to the men of Judah, who? To the men of Judah and Jerusalem, break up your fallow ground, and sow not among thorns. Now skip over to Hosea chapter 10. Verse 12. We're just studying the word of the Lord together. Is that all right? This is not going to be one of those messages where you shout me down. But I feel like it's what the Lord is, wants us to hear this morning, he, Hosea, Hosea 10 and 12, look what it says here. So to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for your word, and we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your anointing that is so sweet and so precious. And and we covet that anointing this morning as we speak your word to your people, God. Let what I speak challenge us and let it change us to make us to be the people that you want us to be. In Jesus' name, and everyone in the room says, now let me ask you a question. And I know it's, it's a question that I'm sure we often ask this time of the year, but going forward in 2018, how many, how many, how many would say there's some areas of your life that when we hit the end of 2018, that there'd be some areas of your life changed? How many can say, Pastor, there's some areas where I need to change? One hand. Thank you, sis. I know I heard a bunch of amen, so. One more time. How many, can, how many can say there's some areas where you want to change? Thank you. 
I'm seeing two hands go up some places, both hands. Change is up to us. Amen? Break up your fallow ground. How many else we have to prepare? I asked you the question earlier, how many has done gardening? Chris grew up on a small farm. Glenda can tell you. Grew up on a small farm. We weren't farmers, but we always had a had a big garden. Y'all have heard me say before, chickens and eggs and pigs and tenderloin and all that good stuff. And we always wanted to grow something. My dad always wanted to grow something. If there was ground there, he wanted to plant something in it. But how many knows you have to prepare ground? Amen? Amen. To prepare means to make something ready for use. How many believes God wants to use us? How many believes God wants to use everyone in this room? Not just me or anybody else that stands on this platform, but God wants to use everyone in this room. Doctors have to prepare. Teachers have to prepare. Amen? Are you with me? Parents have to be prepared. So if we want God to use us, we have to be prepared. Come on, somebody say amen. Now, the scripture says, oh, I got to be able to get all this out. I'm just going to take my time. Is that all right? The scripture says, break up the fallow ground. Now, what is fallowed ground? Fallowed ground, first of all, you have to understand that fallowed ground is good ground. Look at your neighbor and say good ground. Remember what the scripture says in Matthew 13. Some fell among good ground. Fallowed ground is good ground, but fallowed ground is unplowed ground. Now, there's a difference. Actually, actually, it's, it's not necessarily just unplowed ground, but it's ground that has not been tilled. Now, what are you saying? Here's, here's, here's what you got to get. Hey, remember when, when the guy used to come? Uh, we used to have this guy that came from up in Wallens Creek, and uh, uh, his name was Jesse Brock, and his nickname was Ootsie Brock. I don't know where that came from, but he was a preacher. He was an old-time holiness preacher. Anybody know Ootsie Brock? Gina, some of the people that live up that way know him. And uh, in fact, he passed away a few years ago. I used to go and sit with him in his home 
just you know months before he died and 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 I just talked to him we just talk about the lord you know and uh, uh I was actually part of the, his uh, his his he went through a tough time I don't know why I'm telling all this but through the latter part of his life Francis he went through a tough time we used to go and sit with him and his wife said you know when you come in he just really perks up and and uh, he loves to sit and talk to you about the word and stuff. So she asked me to actually be a part of his funeral. And we went and we spoke at his funeral service. But anyway, he used to come and he'd bring his tractor. Brian, and he would plow up. He would turn. Somebody say turn. He would turn the ground. And, 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 and he would turn it. James, you know what I'm talking about. You would turn it earlier and then the ground would sit there. And then you're getting all that stuff out of the bottom and you're turning it. You're turning it over, amen. And then later they would bring these this other this other type of uh, gardening plow, or if you if you will, and it had the discs. You guys know what I'm talking about. And then this this would break up that ground, but it was good ground. But until this ground was broken up, you couldn't put any seed in it. Amen. And then, and then we would actually also get the rotor tiller, you know, and, and, you know, with the, with the tines on it, and we'd break it up that way, Chris. And then you'd, you'd have to prepare because we're going to get something good out of this good ground. But first, it has to be ready. The sower is throwing out the seed. But the ground has to be ready to receive the seed. And if we don't break up the fallow ground, what happens is, and I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to go back to the parable before we end this, this message, but if we don't break up the, par, the, the, the fallow ground, what happens is you throw the seed in on the ground that's broken up and the rain comes and it just washes the seed off because it, it can't get any depth. Oh, come on, somebody... Somebody say amen. amen. So here's the deal. Fallowed ground is good ground, but it's unused ground. You may have many aspects of your life surrendered to God and under cultivation for a crop. But there's, oh, this is, where God, this is what God spoke to me. There's that plot of land that you haven't plowed. Are you with me? You just never got around to cultivating that part. You've never planted anything. It's there, but it's wasted. Maybe you put it off because it's too painful or it's too difficult. Amen? Somebody say amen. So, to break up the fallow ground is to break up your hearts. It's to prepare your mind to bring forth fruit. Amen? It's to get our hearts ready, to get our... So it's, it's to bring our mind in such a state that it's fitted to receive the Word of God. How many believe there's been a lot of Word come from the, pul- from the pulpit? But our ground has to be ready to receive the Word. And what I saw was, I saw a picture of a field. And in this field, and and I want you to compare this to your life, you've got this part 
in this part that's plowed and you're using those parts, but then you got this one part that you never have touched because you just don't want to go there. And what happens is when James, when that, that tractor would come, and I saw this in the spirit, that tractor would come with those discs or that tiller would come and those big clots of dirt start to be broken up to where they can be used. And here's what I saw. I saw people and that, 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 that tractor was coming in the spirit or that tiller was coming in the spirit and people were running from the tractor. Don't touch that part. That's a, that's that's a painful part. I don't want to I don't want to admit that that part needs to be dealt with. I just I just want this part over here where I can come in and worship God and have a good time. I just want this part over here where I can sit and say, Amen, Pastor, that was a good message. But this part over here that says I've got some pride and some envy and some strife, some jealousy, some lust, some come on, is anybody with me? Don't touch that part. Amen. I, I, I don't want I don't want anything to change there. And the fact is, that's a reason oftentimes we're not bringing forth fruit because that's the best ground. Fallowed ground is good ground, but it's just not prepared ground. It's the ground that Paul said, you know, Paul kept running. He kept running. And man, man, I really feel an anointing on this word, but he kept and he was persecuting the Christians. And, and many believe he, he, held the, he held the coat of the others while they stoned Stephen. And how many knows when, oftentimes when somebody's... And then he, then he left there. I really believe God was dealing with him then. But then he left there and he was on the road to Damascus. He was going to get more Christians to persecute the Christians. How many knows that's often the way it works when God's really dealing with somebody, they run. Conviction comes. Come on, are you with me? And he's been there. Amen. But he's on the road to Damascus. And God, uh, uh, he knocks him off his high horse. And God asks him, says, how long are you going to kick against me? How long? Actually, if you study the scripture there, what it means is how long are you going to work against the purpose of God in your life? Paul, you've got some ground and hasn't been dealt with. Amen? And then Paul allows God to deal with that early in his life and he becomes the greatest apostle to ever live and he writes about 40% of the New Testament. What I'm saying is there's so much untapped potential sitting in this room because we won't allow God into every part of our lives. Some of the best songs never written are in the graveyard. Do you know the cemetery has the most potential in the world? You guys are like, how's that? Ryan, some of the best books never written are in the cemetery. Some of the best songs. Are you guys with me? 
Some of the best, Greg, some of the best inventions, some of the most creative, some of the greatest pastors, evangelists. Are you with me? Because God kept saying, I want to deal with that area of your life. Come on. And, and, and they never surrendered to God. And that, what was, that fruit that was supposed to come forth never completely came to fruition. Are you guys with me? Are you receiving the word? There was an area. There was an area in our, on our, in our property. Gina, growing up as a, as a kid. And you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but you know, when Saturday morning came, young people, when Saturday morning came, man, I dreaded working, working that garden, you know. It's just, I wanted to go swim in the river. Uh, I wanted to go play basketball. Or I wanted to go fishing. Yeah, we did those things back then. You know, we didn't have video games, all that stuff. But Dad would say, when we get this corn hoed, you guys can go swimming. Or when we get whatever, you know, what we had to do. But we had this, this, this part, Chris, that it was sitting there. And we never had grown anything on that part of the land. And one year, Dad says, we're going we're gonna to plant that up there. We need to plant some more stuff. See, my dad got, he got busted up in the coal mine and, 1967, he worked in Cincinnati, Ohio for several years. My adopted father, which is actually Glenda's father, and he raised me and two, one of my sisters and my oldest brother. So he was, he was my dad. He raised us. And a tremendous man of God. And I'm not just saying that because, Mark, because he was my dad, but he walked with God. He really did. He was a prayer warrior filled with the, the power of the Holy Ghost and but uh, he got busted up in a coal mine in '67, and and uh, he didn't he didn't draw a lot of you know just disabled social security and uh, and uh, sometimes you know we, we never went without Terry, but we had to grow what we ate. Not, not so bad, right? But. Uh, he said, we need to fix that piece of property because I want to plant some stuff up there. And we never had planted there. And I, I went up there and started looking. He says, I need you to start working on it to get it ready. Greg, I picked rocks and rocks and rocks and rocks. You know, I believe they just kept growing. I'd throw out rocks and more rocks would come back. It's, 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 it goes with living in Pine Mountain, right? Tommy, Gina. If you live on the Pine Mountain side, it's rocky. A lot of rocks. A lot of rocks. But rock after rock after rock, and we worked and we plowed and we worked and we plowed and we worked and we plowed to prepare that ground. But guess what? One day, we got it where we could plant, (laughs) Eli, and, and... and we, we were able to reap a harvest from the ground that had never been used. 
So I'm speaking to you this morning. It's time to break up and stop running from the plow. Stop saying, when the plow comes by, stop saying, that plow's for somebody else. When really that plow is designed for you. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. I want you to get this. This will help us. How many believe it will help us? Amen. Look at verse 12 again. I want, to, I want you to see something. I want you to see something. Here's what it means to break up the fallow, the fallow ground. Let me know sometimes we get hard and we get dry. Amen? Somebody say amen. Okay, look at, look at, look at the verse, verse 12. I want you to see these first three words. Look at what it says. Sow to yourselves. Now, you know what that means? It's, it, what that means when it says sow to yourselves, it means you have to start looking at your heart. Examine the state of your mind. Take self-examination. Look at your life. Consider your actions. See what our true character is. Look over your history, your past history. How about we take up our sins and look at inside of us? It's always so easy when it's talking about somebody else. Amen? Let me know it's when it comes home. Look at your character. Your integrity. That's why I hate politics. Mudslinging. Constant. Drives me nuts. Just constantly tearing down the, trying to tear down the other person. How about looking on the inside? How about sowing to yourselves? Amen? And stop running from the plow. Revival will come after we break up the foul ground. We are foolish to think that real, everybody shout real. Oh, come on, we can do better than that. Shout real. real. We are foolish to think that real revival will come with hardened attitudes, feelings of unforgiveness, or a lack of interest in the word or the word of God. Amen. Revival always comes after the breaking of the fallow ground. Amen? What's the scripture say? If my people will humble themselves... And pray. Before the flood of Noah's day, there never been rain. Scripture says, before the heavens opened up, the fountains of the deep were broken. Before heaven ever opens up, oh, you got to, don't miss this. Don't miss this. This is so important. You got to see this. In Noah's day, it never had rain before. And the Bible says, before the heavens opened up, the fountains of the deep opened up. And here's what the Lord spoke to me. Oh, this, this is so crucial. Don't miss this. We want the heavens to open up, and we want God to pour out from the heavens. 
But the Lord said that the heavens are not going to open up until the fountains of the deep open up, which is our hearts. Everybody say it starts with me. I'm trying to help you in 2018. Break up the fallow ground. Stop running from the plow. There's a piece of, there's a parcel of ground that God wants to use, and that's the parcel of ground that's been holding you back because you won't touch it. Maybe it's a past hurt. Maybe it's a, maybe it's something, maybe uh, from childhood. Maybe whatever the case may be. Maybe you've dealt with jealousy. Maybe it's, maybe it's the lust of the flesh. Listen to me, man. Maybe it's, maybe it's a temptation for the lust of the flesh. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's, uh, whatever. You fill in the blank. It could be a different thing, and you're just like sitting there. Okay, and let's worship. Okay, I'm going to come into that ground where we worship, you know, and I'm I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to enjoy that. But then, but, but then, when you get back home in the following week, you're still living in that ground. It hasn't been plowed, and the weeds are growing up around you, and you're struggling. Plow the ground, get the weeds out, get the rocks out, let the seed be sown in there, and let God start bringing forth fruit and let a harvest come in our lives. Amen? Notice what Hosea said. Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness upon you. So Hosea said, the rains... The rain, before the rains will fall on us, we must realize that we have to seek the Lord. Somebody shout amen. Could you guys come back to the music? Gosh, I could go. Give me just a few more minutes. Come on, worship team. You guys come on back up. Can y'all listen to me for just a couple more minutes? I'll put some things. You know what? How many wants to see miracles? Now give me your undivided attention just for a couple more minutes. It's still early. We're good. I want to make a statement to you. If you if you've got a, a pen, piece of paper, you need to write it down. One more time. How many wants to see a miracle? How many needs a miracle in your life? Okay, if you don't need a miracle, how many knows somebody that does need a miracle? How many believes this this region could use a miracle? How many believes God wants to do a miracle for this region? How many believe how many believes this this area is marked? It's been marked for a good while, right? I want you to write this down. Miracles follow the plow. Wish I had an old-time plow. I've got one. I should have brought it. I've got one that brought... Glenda, I've got one up there in the barn that belonged to our grandfather... He was born in 1897 and died in 1997. He lived to be 100. If he'd have lived three more years, he'd have lived in three different centuries. And I've got a plow that came out of its, it was in the barn down there. And it's the old bull tongue. I mean, that's what a bull tongue is. 
You kids know what a bull tongue? You know what a bull tongue is? You know what a bull tongue is? I'm waiting for one of them to say, yeah, it's a bull's tongue. Has a big old blade. Looks like a tongue of a bull. I guess that's why they call it a bull tongue, right? James, does that sound right? Chris, does that sound right? And it had a wheel, a metal wheel on it. Two handles, right? You know, and you just walk behind that thing, breaking up that dirt. Amen? Miracles follow the plow. If we start breaking up the ground, miracles are going to start coming behind it. Amen? Because God's waiting for some good ground to work in. If we get the ground ready, don't, don't miss this. God is ready. God's just waiting for the people to get ready. God's just waiting for a church to get ready. So get out the plow. I may bring that. I may bring that next week. Donnie, will you help me plow? I know you have. You know, I saw a true story. True story. You know, one of my brothers, you guys kind of know our story. One of my brothers, one of the brothers that grew up at, at, at Redbird, uh, buddy. And, uh, man, he, he, the, the people that raised him had this old mule. And they used that old mule to, uh, uh, to plow with. And they, had, a, they had, had the plow that you hooked up behind the mule. And, and we, I went over, I was, just, I was just younger and went over, and they were digging potatoes. You know, we always dug the potatoes with a hole. And so my brother says, we're going to go dig potatoes. I don't know, I was probably 11 or 12, 10, 11, 12. He said, we're going to dig potatoes, okay. So he gets that mule, hooks that plow up to it, and sits it, sets it down in the row. Says that sound that made it go. What was it? Right, left. Help me out, guys. G and Hall. G. Oh, mule go right. Hall. Oh, mule go left. He set that that plow down in there. Mule takes off right down the center of the row. Rolls opening up. Potatoes just rolling out. And I'm like. My word, that's the way to do it, right? So we get back home, and that's, guess what? That's the way we do it, but I'm the mule. <laughs> get that old plow. Tommy, we didn't have a mule. If you're going to use it, you're going to have to push it. But you know what the Lord spoke to me? He said, if we are willing to pick up the plow and start working on that ground, and I hope this doesn't offend you, he says, I will send the power of the mule, and he will start pulling it for you. If you're willing for it to be broken, if you're truly willing for it to be broken up, he will break it up for you. He will give you strength. You want, you, but you have to show some effort. You have to show him that that's what you want to do. Somebody say Amen. Okay, here, I'm trying to close. The fallow ground, remember these words. 
real quick, is complacent. The fallow field is complacent. It's self-righteous. It's contented. Just sing me a song and preach me. I'm, I'm good. It's contented. It's protected from the shock of the plow and the agitation of the plow. Oh, don't agitate. Oh, God. Is, is anybody receiving the word? And don't, don't be looking at your neighbor and think about something. Look at you. You know what a religious spirit, one of, the, one of the things of a religious spirit is when you hear a word spoken and you say, I wish so-and-so would hear this. Boy, I wish so-and-so could hear this. No, you need to hear it and act upon it. The fallow field, as it lies year after year, oh, don't, don't miss this, as it lies year after year becomes a familiar landmark to the crow and the other birds. Somebody say amen. Oh, I love this. It can be counted up on to remain always the same while the fields around it change. They change from brown to green and back to brown again. But safe and undisturbed it lays or lies lazy in the picture of contentment. Don't touch this ground. So we have to break it up. Somebody say amen. You can begin to play. There's so much more I could share with you, but we're going to close. The fallow ground never sees the miracle of growth. Fruit it can never know. You know why? Because it's afraid of the plow. Somebody say amen. So the the person, the man of fallow ground or of a fallow life is contented with himself, he don't want to be disturbed. Amen? Somebody say amen. He's steady. He's always in, in his accustomed place, just like the old field. And sometimes, you know, it becomes a landmark. But he's fruitless. Amen? Are y'all with me? Now, here we go. I'm going to close here. I'm going to close here. Go back to chapter 13, and we're going to finish here, I promise. Go back to Matthew 13. Are you guys there? Thirteen, Matthew 13. Here we go. Closing. Okay. We read the parable of the sower. So Jesus goes on to describe it. He says, Hear, the, hear therefore, verse 18. Hear therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word 
of the kingdom and don't understand it, then comes a wicked one and catches it, catches away that was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed in the stony places, everybody say rocks. The same is he that hears the word, and with joy he receives it. But he has no root in himself, but he endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution comes, because of the word, he is offended. He also received, this is probably one of the most pop, t- common ones today. He also received seed among the thorns that he hears the word. The cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches chokes the word and becomes unfruitful. Verse 23. But he that receives seed, there you go, the good ground. Everybody say good ground. He that receives seed into the good ground, remember fallow ground is good ground, but it's got to be broken up first, right? He that receives seed into the good ground is he that hears the word and understands it. And he bears fruit and he brings forth a hundredfold, some sixty and some 30, right? So, if we're willing to break up the ground, and the Bible says here, if we'll let the seed be sown into that ground, the good ground, everybody one more time say good ground, isn't it automatic that he says, you're going to bring forth fruit, right? Now, one last thing. Remember I talked about, I, talk, I called it a mule, but, but you understand there's a scripture in Deuteronomy that says, don't muzzle the ox that treads out the corn. Amen. You know what? You know what I think we can liken that to quenching the spirit. We muzzle the ox that's trying trying to help us and do the work for us. Somebody shout Amen. So, how many wants to bring? How many wants to? How many like to say in 2018 you're going to bring forth more fruit than you've ever brought forth spiritually speaking? Amen. Stop running from the plow. And that ground, and I'm going to say it one more time. Don't miss this part. And I promise I'm done. Don't miss this part. It's good ground. It's good ground. It's good ground that God wants to use. But you got to give it to him. And you got to allow it to be broken up. you got to allow him. you got to allow it to be tilled, Mark. Not just laying there useless. Amen. Y'all receive the word this morning. Let's stand together. If you would like to know more about Our Father's House and upcoming events, log on to ourfathershouseky.org.